Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast, I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me today. This weekend I was thinking about desperation. I was thinking about our desperation, how much we need God. Seems obvious to us, right? I mean, without Him, what happens to us? We're in a world right now that is just falling apart, and it's on its way to destruction. One day there will be a new heaven and a new earth, which means that this earth will pass away. And for those who don't side with the Lord, for those who don't get saved, for those who don't love God, one day they will pass away as well. They'll suffer the same fate. So for me, I'm thinking, do I live a life that shows how desperate I am to have the Lord in my everyday dealings with people, in my prayer life, in my personal spiritual disciplines? Am I living in a way that shows that desperation? In asking God about this and you know, seeking how can I change things a little bit? Or how can I make sure that I'm there? How can I make sure that I'm desperate for him? I felt like God was saying, you're not just desperate for me, but I'm desperate for you too. We're studying right now in church, Jeremiah, and you know, you look at how God dealt with Israel and Judah. You look throughout the entire Old Testament You look at him sending his son to suffer what he had to suffer to save not only his chosen people, but also us Gentiles who get grafted in. That's a sign of desperation. I mean, that's a God of a thousand chances right there. Look at the struggle his people went through for thousands of years. And look at how many times he extended that olive branch and said, I forgive you, come back. I forgive you, come back. That's a God who's desperate to save his people. Imagine a father coming home from work, pulls up the street, notices his house is on fire. That house, that building, that property might be the first thing on his mind. But I bet you the very next thing on his mind is where are my kids? Where is my family? And I'll tell you what, if the father learns that his children are inside that building, he's going to do anything he can to save them. Whether it's getting help or going in there and pulling them out of the fire himself, that father will be desperate to save his family. That father will be desperate to snatch them from the fire and make sure they live. That's how our father in heaven is. The world we live in right now, it's on fire. It's on fire and it's falling apart around us. Burning rafters are coming down. We're having to dodge them left and right. We can see a door, we can see a door in the distance, there's an exit, there's a way out. But how many people just can't find their way to that door? Better yet, how many people are just hanging out in that fire, not even thinking that maybe they should get out? But we have a Father in Heaven who created children, who created people, who's watching this house burn, who's desperate to save us. He's not up there shaking his head saying, well, if you want to come to me, come to me. If you don't want to come to me, oh well, it is what it is. He's not indifferent. He's not flippant about this. This is a God of love, a God of passion, and a God of compassion. He sees people about to be destroyed, and he wants to save them. He's reaching out that 1,000th olive branch to save them, and the 11th hour showing up to save them. Just look at the picture of Jesus Christ and what he endured here on earth for our salvation. If that doesn't scream desperation to you, I don't know what will. 
And you know what? As desperate as God is to save us from the fire, that's how desperate he wants us to be to save others. For those of us who are saved, that's awesome. That's great. We have hope secured. We know where we're going. And in the meantime, in this place the way it is, we have power and authority to live righteously and to live in freedom, to live without being bound to sin and death and all the repercussions of this curse. But that should not be enough for us. Are we as desperate as God is to see more people come into the fold? When we encounter the lost, what's our response? Whether it's someone we know personally that we interact with or someone we just know about or hear about, what's our response? Do we feel a desperation to reach that person for the sake of Christ? I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves regularly. We can become very numb to the ways of this world. We can become very numb to being rejected when we try to share Jesus with people. Sometimes we decide for ourselves what the outcome of one of these interactions or conversations is going to be before we even try. To me, that doesn't scream desperation. To me, that's a sign that either we've given up or we just don't care that much. And I think God wants us to care as much as he cares, which is a lot. Maybe our attitude and our efforts would be different if we could see things in the spirit. I mean, what if all the lost people walking around who look normal to everybody, to us, would look like they were on fire, they were burning? I mean, would that maybe let us know, hey, time's of the essence. This is actually a really critical thing here. You need to reach these lost people for Christ. But we can get stuck in our routines and our daily habits and everything we have going on. I don't think a lot of us try to be self-absorbed. We just have a lot going on on a daily basis. We have our schedules to stick to. We have work, we have family, we have other responsibilities, we have church. So perhaps we fail to see the opportunities that God brings our way. Perhaps we think everything's so jam-packed, I got so much to do, I got my mind set on my agenda that, you know, that's, that's not really something I have time for today. That's fine. There's always tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'll run into somebody I can speak the truth to, but until then, I got my stuff to do. But we have to be intentional, no matter how busy we are, no matter how bored we are, no matter what we're doing with our time. We have to be intentional about setting aside effort and availability to reach the lost. Maybe I have a really full schedule. Maybe I have a thousand things that I have to do today. That doesn't mean that I can't reach someone for Jesus while I'm doing those thousand things, regardless of where I am or who I'm around. As the time gets closer for Christ's return, this isn't going to get easier. I mean, we think maybe it might appear to get easier because as the lawless become even more lawless, it'll be even more clear who's on the side of God and who isn't, so that at least lets us pinpoint the people we need to reach. But it's not going to get easier to do this thing called Christian living when the world gets more and more oppressive for us. We also don't know if we have tomorrow. You know, we're not the pagans. The pagans say, eh, I'll do that tomorrow, but we don't know that. You know, God willing, there's tomorrow, but what if not? Perhaps I'm to speak up today. Desperation would tell me the idea of waiting till tomorrow isn't even a thought. Like, this needs to be done now. 
who knows if I'll get another chance? Who knows if that person will get another chance? I'm not saying that we gotta be hanging out on the street corners now, all day, every day, with our microphones and our speakers and our Bibles, reading scripture and telling people to repent because the end is near. I'm not saying that. We can start small. We can just be very obvious about our faith. We can make sure people know who we are and who we follow. Give them the opportunity to perhaps approach us. We can also make sure to be more vigilant, be more discerning, keep our eyes out, keep our ears open. Because a lot of times, people who are lost will be obvious to us, and I think in a lot of ways they should be obvious to us. The same way we should have telltale signs that we follow Jesus. You know, those who follow the world and its standards will have telltale signs as well. I think about the father introducing his son as the one in whom he is well pleased. And I think about why he was so pleased. He knew what was going to happen. His son was going to come down here with the same desperation he has to save lost people. And he was going to do what he had to do to open the veil to make that way for us. And I think, well, I want my father in heaven to say the same thing about me. I want him to see that I have the same heart, that I have the same effort. I want him to see that I'm as desperate as he is to save lost people. I want to get my job done. I want to fulfill my responsibility because that is part of our work. It's not just being here and being available, but scripture talks about us snatching people from the fire. I mean, that's purposeful work. That's someone who's going in there. You're not waiting for someone to come out of the burning building. You're going in there to get them. That's the kind of effort and desperation God's looking for out of us. And if we feel like we just don't have it, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I got way too much going on. I'm kind of depressed with everything going on in the world myself, and, and I need help. Regardless of what you think or how you feel, search God for what you need to bring you to that place where you can exercise that kind of desperation because it's going to yield massive fruit for us. Imagine if every day you could reach one more person for Christ. You could even just share the gospel with one more person who hasn't heard it. That would be incredible fruit. It's fruit we don't have right now, but it's fruit that I think we desperately need. The song we used to sing in our young adult service 15 years ago it's called salvation is here it's a critical message for every day not just for now not just for you know as we get closer and closer to that end of this system of things i mean for thousands of years it's been a critical message right salvation is here i feel like every time i've sung that song what i think about in my head is the fact that salvation is here for me i'm saved i have salvation that's awesome that's great it's a celebration but I think I've been failing to realize that it's really a song about desperation. It's like we're screaming to the world, salvation is here. Like it's here, you need it, come get it. Let me show you the way, let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how awesome and invaluable it is. Let me tell you why you need this so badly. Hopefully that's the desperation we can start to muster up in ourselves today. Asking God and the Holy Spirit to show us, to direct us, to lead us. How do we exercise this? Who do we talk to? How do we make this bear fruit? How do we feel the way you feel about this? That's where we want to be. We want to have the Father's heart. We want to be as desperate as He is to see people saved. 
Father God, we thank you that you've saved us. We thank you that you sent your son to make a way. We thank you that you are so desperate to have us with you, that you would take thousands and thousands and thousands of years and orchestrate this grand master plan just so that you can have us with you for eternity, Father. Thank you, God, for what you feel for us. We ask you, God, to give us that for others. Give us the same desperation to see the lost saved. And give us hands, feet, mouths, whatever we need to reach those people, to act on that desperation, God. So it's not just something we feel, but it's something we do. That your church would be adding to your kingdom daily. Father God, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. Soul, soul, ow, ow, soul.